everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis, and right now, projections for this season on HashtagBasketball.com. It's all free. Go there right now. Check it out. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? This is where I say I'm supposed to say something smart, but I just, I got nothing today. Tyler, I got a question for you. I'm switching it up on you. Oh, all right. Let's go. Did you have a nice Labor Day? Oh, my Labor Day was good. Uneventful, but good. Um, This day day and age, uneventful is as good as it gets. (laughs) I feel like that's probably true. (laughs) Unfortunately. How was yours? Did you do anything fun or wild? Um, you know, I, I'm I'm getting older. I wasn't too wild. This uh, I, I enjoyed it, as I assume most Americans enjoyed it. Uh, getting very drunk near a body of water. Um, that's the way to do it. That's I think that's the American way, because uh, it's one of your few days off. So if you're American out there, I hope you enjoyed your Labor Day. And if you are not American out there, I hope you enjoy your actual workers' rights. So shout out to you and actually getting rights as a worker, unlike most Americans, just like us, Tyler. Well, you know, you can't have everything, Michael. Yes, I can. I can have everything uh, one of these days. Probably not. Uh, But we're going to get back to work. Right back at it with the 30 teams in over 30 days. And we're, we're already halfway done. We're getting into the kind of the uh the question marks either the team doesn't know what they're doing or we have no idea what they're (laughs) going to do or both in some in some cases and this team i think is a little bit of both uh the memphis grizzlies what's your take on the memphis grizzlies this year kind of um you know i kind of like i feel like an internet favorite or soon to be internet favorite this season everybody loves john morant they should be better, but also the West is deadly. I don't know. I think they're kind of in that play in and then fighting to get in, which they probably will get in again, but I don't know. I'm just, they got a good team and they got a lot of good young players. I feel like their GM sometimes just makes a move to make a move though. Like he's just like one of those fantasy GMs. He's like always has to be making the trade. Yeah. I feel like uh Memphis is always on the cusp and never cusping. That's probably not a real word, but um, they traded for Steven Adams. They got uh, Juan Hernan Gomez, who like occasionally we are are big fans of when he plays decent minutes. I'd love if... uh, And then they traded him to Boston and now that's true. And Carson Edwards, which I'm not sure that's better or worse. That's the trade that I didn't didn't understand. Didn't understand that one at all. Uh, well, yeah, because uh, you got two point guards, but neither one are better than John Moran or Tyus Jones. So you got two point guards. You're not going to play. I guess you could play Chris Dunn some of the two, but yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They got uh, they drafted Zaire Williams. Uh, Jarrett Culver obviously is around. Uh, the 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 minus the uh, the the subtractions of Jonas Valanciunas and everyone's favorite douchebag grace and allen um i don't really feel like it feels like 
Um, the Memphis Grizzlies kind of just like took their roster, decided to shook it up. And then when they looked at what they've done after they shook it up, what does it look like? It uh, kind of looks like the same team. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. Like, I don't feel like they're going, I don't feel like they're going to go anywhere with the moves that they made this year. I guess their big hope for a big improvement would be getting a healthy Jaron Jackson Jr. for all or most of the season, which they have not had, they did not have last year. Um, Yeah. Remains to be seen, right? So that's, I guess, probably the very first question is Jaron Jackson Jr. How healthy, how healthy is Jaron Jackson Jr.? He played 11 games last season, looked okay, but he is kind of one of those guys, a lot of, I would say, a lot of fancy um, anal- analysts, a lot of fantasy players. I, I think they're, they've always been kind of excited about a Jaron Jackson Jr., about a kind of a big forward that can hit threes, get you blocks, get you a steal per game. Though I feel like when Jaron Jackson came into the uh, into the league, that was kind of a big deal, and now it's kind of a lot of a lot of guys do what Jaron Jackson does as a big. So, like, what's your outlook on him? Is he healthy this season? Is he good? How many games is he even going to play? Well, so if you look at those playoff numbers, like they're juicy, and I guess yeah. that's what you got to hope for. Now, he's not a big rebounder, which hurts and he's not a i mean he's an okay steals guy and if you can get that over one that would be a big uh boost to his value i guess it's there my potentially there my problem with jaron jackson jr is 58 57 and then like you mentioned last year just 11 games so even though he's healthy now can we expect him to be healthy for the entire season the other thing that also hurts jaron jackson jr is the foul issues like it's easy to say oh look how monstrous numbers would be if he played 35 minutes a game but when you average four fouls in in i mean he had played 23 minutes a game last year averaged 3.8 fouls he played 28 and a half minutes per game during his sophomore season and averaged 4.1 fouls a game like, you just right. can't foul at that rate and play big minutes so i would say maybe his ceiling this year is probably like 30 minutes unless he can somehow curb that foul issue and if you're only playing 30 minutes a game, like how excited are you about 30 minutes of Jaron Jackson Jr., given right. the fact that he's missed a considerable amount of time with injuries in his first three years? You got to make a call, Tyler. Jaron Jackson Jr., over under 30 minutes per game this year. I'm going to go, I'm going to go just under because I just think the fouls are going to be too much. Yeah, I'm going to go under too. And right there is, is the really is the piece that really worries me is that if I'm going under on 30 minutes, in 30 minutes, how valuable is, is Jaron Jackson Jr.? Uh, you're, you're talking about a guy who is very, very good, like very solid in your blocks category. Gets you some threes, gets you some points, gets, is, is not terribly bad at anything else other than I guess you could say he's bad at assists. Uh, almost a steal a game. What What is that in like – Let's say he's like 29 minutes. Let's say he's exactly 30 minutes. Let's say he pushes at 30 or I'm going to guess he's under 29 minutes a game. How valuable, like what, what is that player to you? Like, what is that a top 50 player? Well, I, I mean, I honestly don't expect his numbers to be much different than they were in 28 or 20. Yeah. 2019, 2020. Um, 
so you can just look at it up and, and figure it out pretty quickly. Like he was the 57th ranked player that year, averaging two and a half, three, 17 points, 4.6 rebounds, 1.6 blocks, 0. 0.7 steals. Like, yeah, let's say that, you know, let's say the rebounds bump a little bit, maybe, uh, but maybe not much. And it's not like there isn't players hanging out on this team like uh, Brandon Clark and uh, Kyle Anderson, who can step into that four spot with Steven Adams stepping in with the, with the five spot. So, you know, it's not like he needs to play more than 30 minutes a game either. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think need matters. I think the fact is... Can he stay on the court more than that? Um, yeah, so I could tell you that Jan Jackson Jr. is being drafted 55.2 on average on Yahoo. Um, Seems so fair. Outside the top 50. Yeah, but isn't that like where he's – like I feel like there's no value in that. No, none, none, none at all. I, that seems, But that seems fair for – if you are a very big Jaron Jackson Jr. fan, you think this is going to be a breakout season for him. He's 21, almost he'll be 22 very soon. Um, that's, I'd say, a very fair and decent place to draft him to get value out of him. And if he does end up figuring out his foul trouble, the blocks will go down as they always do. But maybe that means a little bit better uh, stats across the board from him. And that, to me, that's a top. If he plays 32 minutes a game, I think he's a top 50 player. If he's playing 28, 29 minutes a game, 55 seems like uh, 55, 60 is kind of the range I, I think he could end up in right in the, you know, right in that first plateau area. For a guy who has a ceiling outside of the first plateau, I don't mind taking him at 55. I actually don't mind that, that at all. Yeah, I just think that in that particular area, I'm going to find some guys I like a little bit better, probably, just because I feel like that's it's exactly where I think Jaron Jackson will finish, where I think some other guys probably um, have the upside to finish a little bit higher than Jaron Jackson Jr., so I'm probably going to be a little bit more interested in picking them. I am going to wager, if you are in a league with people who regularly play fantasy basketball, that Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to go above 55. Maybe even some well above 55. I think he's going to be a lot of people's favorite sleeper this year. Well, they can enjoy him. Yeah. If he's hang- if he's hanging around 55, though, uh, I'm going to have him on my team, Tyler. Um, l- l- real quick, who would you rather, Jaron Jackson or Anthony Edwards? That's a good question. Um, the the real thing there is what are what are Anthony Edwards kind of ancillary stats? Um, yeah, and I mean we saw him get a steal a game, but there weren't out a ton of rebounds. There weren't out a ton of assists. Um, I think I might rather have Anthony Edwards though. I just feel better about him playing a lot of games. He's going to play a lot of games. but play a lot of minutes. I. Still, I might shade Jaron Jackson because of the steals and the blocks, and it might take a little bit of a chance on him. Uh, Jaron Jackson or Jeremy Grant on Detroit teams we have not done is is the is apparently where I'm going. That's a good question. I feel like Jeremy Grant is what he is, right? Like I feel like there's not a lot of upside for on what he did last year, so I probably take Jaron Jackson Jr. Just feel like he's got a little bit higher ceiling there. 
Yeah, I think I would take him too. So he is in that, you know, in that plateau region, in that 50 plus uh, region of guys who some of them I I like better than others just because they're breakout guys. And some of them are just like, you know, uh, Star Wars, like DeMar DeRozan is going 62nd. That's far too low. Our man Joey is very much in on Jaron Jackson Jr. Has him ranked 28th overall. On hashtag basketball, 28. That is high. It feels high. Uh, that's per game value. He is giving um, him a 31 and a half minutes and saying that the blocks stay up. So, yeah. Which, hey, if that's a ceiling, that's a ceiling. Uh, yeah. You, uh, I don't think I will own Jaron Jackson in many leagues this year. Let's put that way. Yeah, I think if you're uh, playing with people who know anything about fantasy basketball, he's going to be a darling sleeper, and I don't think he's going to be on a lot of my teams, but uh, 55, as he is ADP at Yahoo, is perfectly fine for me. Let's talk about the rest of this Memphis team. Uh, That's enough Jaron Jackson Jr., everyone's favorite. John Morant is probably the next guy I draft on this team. So Jonas Valanciunas, always one of my favorite, always one of my favorite guys to draft because he's always overlooked, no longer on the team. Steven Adams is not, not the guy uh, I want to draft. So I think John Moran's the next guy on, my, uh, on this team. So where are you ranking John Morant this year? Because hmm. this is uh, a, a weird case, maybe. He had that phenomenal rookie season. Yep. Right. And everyone got hyped as all get out. Yep. And the percentages were pretty darn good. And then the percentages and took a little step back last year. He yeah. took more threes and he didn't hit many threes. Um, and well, I can tell you that per game, he finished 118th last year. Yes. Like very bad. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know that I'd go for very bad, but there were not a lot of threes. There were I would call that very feel. bad. There was almost no blocks. Like he was a points and assists guy with some decent rebounds, and that was about it. Um, I'm gonna uh, Tyler. I'm gonna call that pretty bad. I'm gonna call that very bad. Actually, when you're a guard who shoots 73 percent from the line, um, you don't get over a steal a game, and your threes are. Um, under like under like literally hurting you by being like one like what was it 1.2 threes per game yeah it was yeah 1.2 that's bad um well and the other thing was he went super high right and so he was a he was a fantasy bust yes which always ends up kind of like doing nice things to their adp so the, the I'm going to tell season, you his ADP. I, I already know it. I, I was going to say it usually does nice things for his ADP. I don't think it did nice things for his ADP. Yeah. And so uh, in hashtag basketball's projections, he is 63rd. And in Yahoo drafts, he's going 38.7. So you have to pick him in the third or high fourth round. And just don't see a lot of value in that when there's no steals and no blocks and the percentages are questionable at best. And he's not a good three point shooter. Let's just face it. He's not. So there's not going to be a lot of threes. And if there is a decent volume of threes, it's going to drag the percentage down further. 
Yes, he's he he's not a good three point shooter. He's not a good free throw shooter. So you're already being hurt uh, in one category. Maybe you don't give a shit about this category. Uh, John Morant, a head to head type of player. I think if you're in a roto league, he hurts you in too many places. You know, like a lot of people, I think, are going to equate him, and I think that's the reason for him being 38 overall uh, in ADP right now on Yahoo is that I think a lot of people equate John Morant and Trey Young together. And it's really not even, it's not even close. Um, like, yes, Trey Young does shoot hit less threes than you would kind of expect looking at his, uh, looking at his stats. Right. But he's close to 10, uh, close to 10 assists per game. He's hitting over two threes. Like that is something he's doing. It's not like a crazy Steph Curry amount by any means, but he, he Trey Young is hitting over two threes a game. I don't think John Morant can get to two threes a game. I don't think John Morant can get to eight assists a game. Uh, if he gets over a steal, it'll be a bit of a fluke. There's nothing terribly like he's like four rebounds a game. Like that's not anything to really get too excited about john morant has too many shit games let me ask you this and in I think, order for me to take him in the top 50 and i i don't think he's a top 50 player well okay so let me ask you this because i think this is instructive for people who play in really competitive leagues people who play in really competitive leagues it doesn't matter what the yahoo adp says right it really doesn't in some ways because if your league is a bunch of guys who know what they're doing not, not drafting john morant at 38 so the question is in the Mike Only draft, where are you drafting John Morant? Are you drafting him at 50? Are you drafting no. him at 70? Are you drafting him at 90? Are you drafting him at 100? Where? So where? Yeah, you could see a lot of people outthinking themselves on this too. So like it really is like I think if you're playing with casuals, people know John Morant and they know he's like kind of like a highlight really. He, he can get really, really hot. The problem is he gets really, really cold during the year too. He's got games where he's only hitting like he's getting eight points and shit. Yeah, he's young. He could improve. If I'm drafting him and I'm in a head-to-head league, I'm probably taking him at 60 because I want his assists and I don't care about his free throws. Okay, fair. Yeah. What if you're on Roto League? I'm on Roto League. I'm not taking him. I'm certainly not taking him at fucking 60. I'm probably taking him after 70. Another, yeah. I'm deducting in the whole round because of that free throw shot. At some point, the the seven assists, you know, that he is likely to get this year is is valuable. At some point, yeah. And I, I mean, you mentioned this before, but in a roto league, you could probably build your team in such a way that he would be no have almost no value at all. Like you're just going to pass on him because he doesn't fit what you need. And in roto, it's it's much more specific on you know building that perfect team. Um, but yeah, like, I, I just think for me, I'm kind of in that same range where like around pick 55 or 60, like I'm starting to look at him and I'm probably taking him probably in the sixties to 70 range. Like if I, if it's just me picking, cause I'm just going to be like, man, like there, he's got three good categories, but the other five are, are bad. Yeah. They're, they're literally detrimental. If I punt free throws last year per game, Punting free throws in an eight cat league, he's 97th overall. 
That's how bad his field goal is. His three pointers are his mediocre rebounds. Even four rebounds is not bad for a guard, but it's not good. Uh, the no blocks and the and the less than one steal. That's where that ends up. Nineteen and seven and a half. That's where that ends up. So you let's bump him. Let's bump him. Let's give him a let's give him a big fat bump and give him twenty points. Well, he's going to have to score a little bit more, yeah. right? Because yeah, Valanciunas scored what last year, and Stephen Adams is not going to score that. Yeah. Whatever that number is, it doesn't matter. 15 or so, and Stephen Adams is not going to score that. Yeah. Let's, so, give him, let's give him the bump. Let's give him 20 points. Let's give him, uh, like, let's give him, like, seven seven full assists. Like, I guess he was getting 7.4, right? So I guess I got to give him a little bit higher than seven assists, right? Valanciunas, well, if, if we go by Eight just assists. – if we go just by last year, Valanciunas scored 10 more points a game than Steven Adams. Steven Adams only scored 7.6 points last year for the Pelicans. Uh, but And Steven Adams is probably going to be asked to score more on Memphis. But still, there's going to be some shots available because Valanciunas is gone. John Moran's probably going to take some of those shots. Now, Jaron yep. Jackson Jr. is also going to take some of those shots. And yes. Dylan Brooks is no stranger to taking a shot or two. Never. Um. But yeah, I I think John Morant, another guy, like not going to own him on any teams. I don't think. Yeah, I, like I said, you bump him up a little bit. This is this is what John Wall averaged last season: twenty and a half points, two three pointers, seven assists, three rebounds, a steal, and 0.8 block shooting, forty percent at eighty-two per game value. So you bump John Morant up just a little bit here and he's still in that 70 to 80 range yeah what he's got to do to get back on track is improve that efficiency and he did it as a rookie he it fell last year where does it end up that's a question i'm not sure anyone can answer yeah completely i mean you're gonna have if you're taking him in a head-to-head league in the top 50 i hope you're punting all your your percentages like and i hope you got a plan uh because he's he's gonna have to fit a very specific build i just don't think he's a top 50 player i don't think you should draft him in the top 50 i don't think you should draft him in the top 60 really um i think 60 would be where i would point start looking for him in a head-to-head like just to get those assists let's talk about the rest of this memphis team tyler who are you drafting next on this team good question good question Probably Kyle Anderson. That's fair. Uh, I feel like Kyle Anderson is one of those not not very sexy guys who just does a lot of stuff that I like to own. Um, he finished 79th in per game value last year. Steals and blocks are good. There's just a lot of okay everything else, like okay percentages, okay points, okay rebounds, okay assists. Um I feel like he's just a great guy to kind of plug in there, though, into your lineup and just feel good about you're going to get a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah, so I think the, the kind of guys I like to own in those middle rounds. And I feel like Anderson's a little bit of a bargain, especially on Yahoo leagues right now. Um, so that's somebody I'm going to be interested in. He's average picks 103. Yeah. And I actually am a little surprised it's that high. Because I think Kyle Anderson is often overlooked. I think a lot of people think of him as a waiver wire player. Uh, he was probably the most mentioned waiver wire player, or at least in the running for most uh, mentioned waiver wire player in our uh, waiver wire podcast last year. Uh, for almost every week, we were saying, pick up Kyle Anderson. What are you doing? 
I want Kyle Anderson at the end of my bench. I would draft him. I don't know if I draft him at 103, though. Maybe. Like, why not, right? I think he's a top 100 player. So you're getting top 100 talent after top 100. Um, 103 feels a little high for me to get the value that I want out of Kyle Anderson. A lot of it's going to have to do with who else is available in that range for me. Like, I actually don't mind Kyle Anderson at 103. Now, will I pick him in a bunch of leagues? That's a different story because, you know, if someone like Jalen Suggs is sitting there and when it's getting to my pick at like 100, I'm probably going to rather have Jalen Suggs than Kyle Anderson. So it all just depends on who's kind of on the board and how sharp the league is. Like if the league's pretty sharp and he's still sitting there at 103 and a lot of the other like real good kind of value picks in that range have been taken, I might owe me some Kyle Anderson. I like Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. He's um, he's dependable. He's got a starting spot on this team. He's going to play good minutes. He's going to get you that um, almost block steal three, uh, which we do love, especially in roto league. So yeah, one hundred three is definitely you're you're getting you're getting him at value. I think I just want him. An, I want him another round later, but I'm a greedy. I want to get everything that I want, Tyler. I, I want what I want, and I want it, I, and I want it now. That's yes. I want a bowl of soup and a hat. <laughs> Fair enough. Who else on this team is worth drafting in a redraft league, both Rota or head to head? Anyone? Uh, we like Brandon Clark. We, I, I, I like Dylan Brooks. I like Anthony Melton, even. Yeah, but I don't. They're probably all streamer guys. I mean, let's face yeah. it. Like, you might in a in a certain kind of build take Brooks just because you know he's going to give you good points and good steals, and like is your last pick if you're going like, oh man, I need points and steals and. I mean, who else if your last pick is going to be giving you 17 a night? Yeah, these are all kind of filler players. Like Steven Adams is like, oh, well, you know what? I need rebounds. Or it wouldn't but, hurt to have some more rebounds. Uh, Dylan, is Dylan Steven Brooks, Adams completely busted? That's that's a question. Yeah. Like, I don't, what do you expect from Steven Adams? I don't Adams? think so. He's only 28, and he yeah. he was another one of the most disappointing players last year. Like, he was picked in every league, and he really didn't return you much at all. Yeah, I mean, he played 27 minutes a game. He um, had nine rebounds a game. Like, he got you your rebounds, but everything else fell off pretty hard, and that was pretty ex- surprising, I think, for a guy who was... He finished 210th in per-game value. 210th. Really? I, I'm actually I'm actually surprised by that, 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 that level of drop-off. from Because he averaged 7.6 freaking points a game. The blocks fell to 0.7 from every other season except for his rookie year had been over one. The a steal, which he had gotten over one steal a game multiple times, fell to 0.9. There were never any assists. His free throws and, fell to 44%. Yeah. Well, he doesn't shoot threes. Nope. So it was like everything just kind of conspired to make Steven Adams a player that you drafted, but was not worth being drafted. And so the question is, is Steven Adams anything other than a rebound streamer this year? Probably not. Maybe worth taking at the end of your draft just to see if there is a bounce back now that he's in a new uh, situation uh, and he's going to be expected to play and potentially you know looks like i would say start i don't know if he's playing more than 27 minutes a game though and that's not really a top 100 player those rebounds can get back up to 10 or so that'd be nice someone's got a rebound on this team yeah steven adams could mean good things for jaron jackson jr steven adams is not a guy i'm drafting but he's a guy i'm watching if he can get 
a little bit more involved, get those rebounds back up over nine, get the block back. He can mm-hmm. be super valuable. So he's just someone I'm, he's, he's on my watch list to start it. I think. Yeah. He's on my watch list. Um, just uh, more so on my watch list is D'Anthony Melton and Brandon Clark, young guys, a lot of potential, a lot of uh, fantasy potential. And I think they are kind of like fantasy sleepy sleeper favorites. Like a lot of people like both of these guys, if they would just get the minutes, tell me where they're getting the minutes. Cause I, I just don't see them getting 30 minutes a game and being, uh, but if they did something happens to somebody on this team, right? Those are guys I'm going to be um, picking up off the waiver immediately if I see something happening to any of the starters on this team, which obviously Jaron Jackson Jr., Steven Adams, not the healthiest guys in the world. Well, and Dylan Brooks has been in some trade talks too, so maybe maybe Dylan Brooks gets traded and Brandon Clark can get more minutes. Yep, Brandon Clark, DeAnthony Melton. I would love to see both of those guys get a lot more minutes, and if they do, I'm going to pick them up. Probably not worth drafting in a redraft league but in a deeper league i would 100 draft actually all the guys we just mentioned fair enough i think that's it for the memphis grizzlies if you want to reach out to us you can find us on twitter at watch the boxes uh, tyler is at tyler at tyler p watts w-a-t-t-s at tyler p watts if you have any complaints about the show uh definitely hit up tyler he's always interested in hearing your complaints just get in his dms but if you really want to support the show everybody go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes become a patreon help support the show help it keep it moving forward or join me at twitch.tv slash watching the boxes i know i've been talking a lot about it but we are finally in mock draft season those mock drafts um you know are going to be coming up so uh, uh at least follow so you can get notified when those mock drafts goes goes live if you want to support the show subscribe that'd be really cool also hang out with me talk shit play uh, while i'm playing video games or just doing mock drafts uh, and i think everybody we're gonna have a special guest on one of those mock drafts or maybe multiple of those mock drafts um potentially a column account might be joining us for one of those mock drafts if not a podcast soon we're gonna have some special guests we're going to be doing mock drafts. We're going to be doing who do I draft our fa- everyone's favorite series. Who do I draft? Stick with us. Stay tuned. The season is fast approaching. We will see you next time.